The best part about Thursday is... One day closer to the weekend. Friday. This is the Thursday Fit Show. The best! We are live from the Fit Show Radio Hub for Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. And let me be the first to welcome you to our professional broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. It is Friday Eve, and I'd like to just kick it off with a little motivation for you. I think the world needs some motivation right now. What do you guys think? Um, Here's what the motivation for today says. Drew sent me an Instagram quote, and it said, Wherever you are 10 years, or wherever you are in 10 years, Make sure it's the life you've chosen and not the one that you've settled on. Mm-hmm. There you oh, go. I love that. That is so good. Don't go through life being in, in autopilot mode. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. No. Nope. Yeah. It also kind of hints at don't worry about what you got tomorrow, but set yourself up for the 10-year plan. Yes. You know, some yeah. things take time. Worry about today. All you can do is worry about today. Straight yeah. up. All right. Let's introduce everybody, my friends and family, ladies and gentlemen. There's Drew. They say that you haven't really made it in radio until you get your first angry anonymous letter, so Uh-oh. I guess I'm official today. <gasps> The show got an angry anonymous email about something I said on the air. Somebody oh. was hating on you. Mm-hmm. They didn't oh, no. change my opinions. Really hating on Drew. <laughs> Dang. Tanner got it. He was super excited. Like, oh, you got to see this. Someone hates you. We're going to have to read it. <laughs> oh, no. <Yes. laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Tanner the Millennial, what's going on with you? Everybody on this show says that millennials are responsible for eating all the avocados in the land. Yeah. And I woke up this morning, went to Drew and I's kitchen, and saw him eating avocado on toast. Oh. Uh, Oh, he's it is to... more than just millennials. Yeah, it's so interesting. See, he's already sharing all my secrets. Drew's and I's kitchen. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? Drew's and I's kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah, so, hey, he's, he's official. Yeah. So he lives Tan- there now. Tanner the Millennial just moved in with Drew because everybody's trying to get contracts and stuff. And until that happens, <laughs> Tanner's still couch surfing and stuff. Yeah. But now, wait, now you got your own room. Mm-hmm. Now I got my own room and my own bed, thanks to Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still kind of a mooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got to say what's up to Jen and my head of security. And I know we got to hurry up today because you got to go get your kid. Oh, yes. So that's about it. <laughs> Sounds good. You've covered it. Just on daycare duty. Why are you so mad? <laughs> Look at her. She's so mad. I'm not mad. Just ready to do the show. No, she gets mad when we say. <laughs> she does get mad when we say, oh, Jenna's got to leave because she's got to go grab her kid or got to do CrossFit. I, that, that's all. Have it, I don't leave for CrossFit. I know. I know. I See, I know it sounds like we're picking. We're not picking on you. I we don't understand. think so. We understand that your baby's daycare is two and a half hours away <laughs> totally. from where we work. So, all right. And uh, go ahead, Drew. Well, he's got a little bit of a tickle in his throat because the flu season just won't let him alone. Our host, The Fitz. My God, man. Try living with babies. They yeah. hack on you all night long. They spit yeah. on you all night long. <laughs> oh, I mean. So you have the funk again. <laughs> to be honest with you, yesterday it all started when my daughter, and, and I'm a daddy, I could say this, when my daughter, Drew, kicked me so hard in the privates on the couch last night. <laughs> This is, uh, we were sitting, what were we watching? It was another show that was putting me in a trance-like coma. Oh my God, what was it? I, I don't even know what we were watching exactly, but sure enough, my, my, my kids, when they run, they just like to hurl themselves, and I thought I was probably going to have to go to the hospital last night because she just need me so that's hard. Why you have oh, a no. Yeah, that's why I have a cop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the weird. That's why I was going to go to the hospital. That's exactly why. Yeah, because I started coughing immediately. Every time you tell these stories, you move Tanner and I further and further away from having kids. <laughs> Ever. That's all I So anyway, uh, it's going to be an unbelievable show today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday Eve. Here comes Thursday. Let's go. It happens live. And now... Shows world famous. What are you kidding me? Stories of the day. 
Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Friday Eve. I have officially declared it Friday Eve. This Friday Eve is brought to you by... Um, turkey pants. Turkey pants. <laughs> Remember those stovetop yeah. turkey pants? Oh my God, yeah, the stovetop stuffing turkey pants. Yeah, yeah those need to come back. Those yeah. are fun all year long. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out of India, okay? When cows attack. All I got to say is it's been a really, really bad week for Fergie Ferg because, first of all, Fergie botched the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. Okay, so anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, there was a woman from England who was visiting India last week, and she saw that a cow uh, was walking down the street with a big, big hump on its back. So she started to sing My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas with Fergie Ferg, like, my lovely lady, la. Check it out, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that made the cow really upset, and he charged her and headbutted her, Dang. knocked her unconscious. She wound up with horrible cuts on her face, shoulder, and knees. Here's a picture. After the cow attacked her, we'll post that on our Facebook page right there. Well, she shouldn't oh, be oh bullying God. cows. Yeah, right. cows have rights, especially in India. So, so tell me exactly why the uh, uh, they basically look at cows like gods in India. Yes, it has it's something sacred. to do with the what faith is it? Um, oh my goodness! Not, come on, not the Baha'i. No, uh, 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 Hindu? Hindu, 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 the yes. Hindu faith. So apparently, if you walk up and sing "My Humps" to the cows, they don't they like are it. having it. Yeah. They have a right to kill you. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to give you a hump on their forehead. <laughs> Sounds like that may have been a bull, not a cow. No, I'm pretty sure it was a cow. Was it? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go to page two. What? Are you kidding me? All right, you guys, prepare, because I'm going to take you out of Iowa. And the title of the story is, Where's the Liquid Drano when you need it? <laughs> there was a woman in Iowa. She called 911 five times in January, right? Three because her toilet was clogged. <laughs> Okay. By the way, you can't call the police if your toilet's clogged. No, you can't? No, that no. is not cool. No, that's not what they're there for. Well, she called another two times because she was having issues with the television cable. <laughs> so she was arrested for making a false report. Oh. The police are not. It's not their job to come and help unclog your toilet. No. Is this a sweet little old lady? Well, I don't know how old she is. Now you're asking me about the details. That's, I know. That's what the internet is for, to ask yeah. these questions. Not, right. Not the police. Although you can't really expect an old granny to get on YouTube and try to figure out how to unclog her toilet, right? She seems like she might be a little confused. Maybe the police the first time should have brought her like a, a flash card that right. had a handyman's number on yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been nice. Well, I have seen some amazing like police officers really actually help people with these with these duties. Yeah. Like sure. literally take out their Christmas tree, unclog their toilets. But How again, can... if they do that, that's on their that's their own choice because it's not their actual job. Correct. Right. Yeah. They oh, have yeah. other public safety issues to be tending <laughs> like to. Like actual safety issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You got the... What are you kidding me? Stories of the day breaking every single hour. The Fit Show. This is The Fit Show. With Fitz. Yes, I was on Regis. And people say, oh, you always bring up the fact that you were on Regis. I'm like, but I was on Regis. Jenna. I know. It's a surprise that I've never broke a bone. Jenna, it's not coffee when you put all that junk in it. You're just drinking a milkshake. And Tanner the Millennial. I don't care if I've gained a bunch of weight. I'm still going to wear my skinny jeans, dang it. You're listening to The Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. It's almost Friday Eve. How's everybody feeling? Everybody good? good? I got a little funk again last night. My kids were hacking up on me and... So I kind of threw down some some NyQuil middle of the night last Ooh. night just to you know give me the tingly so I can maybe yeah. get some sleep and stuff. I hope I, you don't get me sick. Hope you don't get me sick. Yeah, 
What? Well, you've You're got the me... one who brought the funk in. No, no. Sir, you are the one who has had the... Uh, you've been the little disease spore <laughs> that's been getting everybody sick for the past five months. Patient mm-hmm. zero, as yes. we call him. Yeah. That's true. That's you. We're lucky that we let you out of... Uh, what do they call it? When you put them... Quarantine. Because <laughs> you've always contaminated. Uh-huh. Jenna used to have a little room where we quarantined her for a while. Yeah. When you, but we put Jenna in there when she got sick... Also, whenever she was kind of getting a little bit too disruptive for the studio. <laughs> Jenna, go to your room in there. One of those go little manic moments. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of manic moments, man, y'all, listen to this. Last night in my home, we had a little trust bust. Somebody in my house, one of my children, proved to me that they cannot be trusted. In this case, I never, I, I never thought it would be my four-point student and baby girl, Chloe, you know the sweet little girl who opens up the show. Yeah. All right, everybody, time to listen to my dad. Oh yeah, she is scandalous. Uh oh, what happened? What'd she do? Well, so so they have like this break this week or something. Teachers or something going on. So they basically have the, the, this whole week off. Mm-hmm. And she was wanting to go spend the night with one of her friends. And instantly, I'm I'm suspicious because mm-hmm. she's wanted to spend the night every single day this week somewhere. Uh-huh. She's wanting to be somewhere. Either that or she's wanting to go hang out with her boyfriend. Zorro. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Close enough. Sabaro? No. I think Zorro. Yaro. I like Zorro. Yaro. Yeah. Yaro. Yaro. Yiro or... Yiro. Uh, anyway, I call Yiro? him... Zorro. I call him Zorro. Yiro? No, I call him Zorro. <laughs> so, uh, instantly I'm thinking, all right, I'm wondering if Zorro's in the picture here. Something's going on. <laughs> and it's like 11.30 p.m. And my wife brings up the location identifier because we could find out exactly where they are, you know, yeah. based off their cell phone. Turns out she's nowhere near her little friend Hannah's house. Oh. I mean, y'all, nowhere near. You know what surprised Shh. me about that is that yeah. teenagers yeah. shouldn't be getting caught out by technology. They should be a step ahead of you. Like, she Mm-mm. should have had something worked out. Yeah, I'm a step ahead of them. I and mean, that's she, just simple. Yeah, she with, should have a ditch phone. Like, hey, Hannah, hold on to this phone. <laughs> yeah. Talk to my dad. This is the one my parents can locate. You keep it now, in your house. Don't if, give ditch teenagers phone. ideas. If my, dad <laughs> if my dad FaceTimes me, answer it. Tell him I'm in the shower. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, see, I'm, I'll be on my burner. But now there's so, <laughs> but there's so many other ways now to, that they can communicate. They can they talk to each other on Xbox. Yeah. They talk to each other, even if they don't have Wi-Fi, they still figure out a way to talk to each other. It's they do. bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. When parents, like, when my mom would take away my phone in high school, I'd be like, you think that's the only way I communicate with people? I got my laptop upstairs or my iPad see? or something. All right, There's see? always a way. There's always a way. So you got to take all forms of communication. Basically, if it could plug in... Take it away from Even the smart TV, it could be it too. I even took away her fish aquarium. Perfect. (laughs) Because it's got a a, a little electrical pump on the side, and I'm sure that she could. So anyway, I said, you better get your butt home. You take your time driving. And congratulations, because you're not going to see Zorro for like four weeks. (laughs) So she's basically living at your house in the Stone Ages right now. She's oh, like yeah. in a cold, dark room with oh, no electricity. In panic. Oh, my God, I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Where's Zorro? Where's Zorro? This Fitch Happens Live. Ladies and gentlemen. Is the Fitch Show. It's Choose Your News. It's Choose Your News. Everyone on the show is about to pick a headline that we think you need to know today. It's Choose Your News. And your daddy's I just want to give a shout out to all the daddies out there. I don't think daddies get enough love. I don't think daddies get enough credit. I mean, we know mommies do so much. Uh, we know mommies do basically everything. But you know what? Dads do a lot, too. You do. Honorable yes. mention. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, take it easy. So check it out. A brand new surprising survey found that fathers now take more time off work to care for sick children than mothers do. Uh, uh, staying home to take care of the kids comes at a cost. Parents lose valuable working hours, which have to be made up elsewhere. And sometimes parents are also missing out uh, on an income as well. Yeah. But somebody's got to stay home to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Because they, they tell us now, both at school and daycare, they're sick. Keep them home. I guess now that you have two working parents in a yeah. lot of households, they have to look case by case, like who can afford to take time off for mm-hmm. this illness. Mm-hmm. Right, because time off is lost dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also know that, uh, you know... Some parents might have to use vacation days. Yeah. Other parents might have the freedom to do it, but lose pay. Well, so. a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. too. You know? And so when somebody takes off a day to take care of a kid, that's a that big deal. everything up. It does. It changes yeah. everything for the month, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to all the daddies taking uh, off work to care for sick kids right now. Hey, Drew, choose your news. Well, I'm following up on the KFC story out of England. Uh, if you recall, they're closing around 450 stores. This for, is a big one. This is big. It's reaching, like, red alert status. So people in England are losing their minds, and they've started <laughs> They've started calling the police to deal with the KFC what? issues. People yeah. are so mad when they get to KFC and they have no chicken, they're calling the cops. The cops are what asking, are the cops please, do? this well, is not our business. We don't, they, we don't have anything to do with this. We can't help you here. Just like you were saying, though, there is a chicken shortage. Yeah. In America, we're like, we're going to have our chicken. And yeah, we're gets, not sharing. Well, the English are right there with us. And it's actually getting worse. People have started to contact Parliament. So they're literally oh contacting gosh. the government. What can you do about the chicken shortage? And Parliament has the same answer like, we don't know. This isn't our deal. This yeah. isn't our department. Don't mess with people's chicken. KFC! KFC! All right, Tanner the Millennial, choose your news. If you drink more wine, you don't have to brush your teeth as often because wine destroys bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease. I don't know if I believe that. I guess the antioxidants in wine, it actually prevents bacteria from sticking to your gums and your teeth. Yeah, but doesn't it also uh, take off your your layers of uh, what is enamel? it enamel I, I i could see wine kind of just taking off yeah, that enamel it's why, it's like why my teeth it. are uh, lavender yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the color or the feel the color. <laughs> it could be either honestly it's really good hi my name's drew i like wine and i have lavender teeth there's nothing wrong with that this is the fit show fit happens live Fits, fits, fits. He's towing the fits. It's the Fit Show. Welcome to the show, you guys. My name is Fitz. Uh, my buddy Drew is right there. Tanner the Millennial. There's Jenna, my head of security. And a couple minutes ago, uh, we talked about a story about the chicken shortage going on in England right now. Basically, KFCs are having to shut down over there because... There ain't enough chicken. Mm-hmm. Yep. There just ain't enough chicken. Nope. Uh, and it's reaching like near riot levels with the people. Well, police have, I mean, legit, police have been called to certain KFCs because there is no chicken. We're trying to figure out why there's a chicken shortage over there to make KFCs have to shut down and stuff. So I figured let's just call a KFC in uh, in London. Yeah, go right to the source. Real quick, yeah. Again, I don't know what time it is over there uh, right now, but I'm sure somebody will pick up. Hello, can you Hi, how are you doing? Hello, yeah. can can you hear me okay? Yeah. Hey, man, you are on an American radio show right now. You're live. We're wanting to know about the shortage of chicken going on in England in the KFC and how you're handling it, how you feel. Sorry, I cannot give any information about it. We just know, listen, we're worried about the chicken situation over here in America and and all we want to know is is is, is, is if, could you just tell us like what's the mood like of the country 
without KFC, if you don't mind. I mean, everything is, is ex- I mean, everything is explained on on news, but I, I can I'm not allowed to give any information. I'm not we we we, we can give any. I mean. Um, can you can you just tell us how the people are fe- can you just tell us how the people are feeling? Are are people freaking out that there is a a lack of chicken in your country? Uh, honestly, personally, I can I can I can't feel um, nothing then because I, I'm not really in contact with. Is your particular store open right now? Open for business? No, we are closed. Oh, you're closed. Okay. So wow, so so you're closed because of the chicken shortage. What I, I mean, I'm just wondering why isn't why can't you guys get more chicken? Um, so I, I have no, no, really no idea. I, I can't really give any any information about. I just can't. I just, I just, I'm just, I'm just a team member, honestly. Then I, I, I really, I, I'm unaware about the big, the big reason about well listen I just want you to know that everybody in America is thinking about you guys and, and hoping that we come to some sort of uh, uh, what uh, 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 d- uh, s- uh, some resolution regarding you guys getting the chicken that you need for your country we started to cut the conversation but um, I have an emergency at the moment do you mind if I just need to KFC's you know, getting crazy sorry about that no problem at all. Thank you so much. Yes, we're on it. All right, so that was a gentleman from a uh, <laughs> that was a gentleman from a KFC uh, somewhere in London, and and this is all stemming off of a story that we've been talking about for a couple of days. You guys, they like shut half of the KFCs in London are having to shut down because of a chicken shortage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually appreciate how kind, how polite he was when he had to get off the phone. I have, I have I, an emergency. I, I have an emergency. I hate to call, cut the conversation short, but uh, I must go. So is that okay if I go now because yeah. I have an emergency? Well, I'll tell you what the emergency is. They don't have enough chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it probably looks like a zombie movie. There's yeah. a bunch of people banging on the glass but, I mean, of it's the just store. It's, it's so weird. It's like, I wonder why they have a chicken shortage. Is it because they don't have like the huge chicken factories over there well, like we have yeah. here? Apparently what happened is the, the, the national you know, central KFC brand there changed their chicken supplier. And okay. something happened in the changeover oh, that oh. they basically Transition got process. no chicken. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they don't have any chicken. It's not yeah. that there's a chicken shortage in the world. <laughs> not necessarily, no. Well, I, I think there's plenty of chickens. That kind of changes everything. They just we? can't get their hands on them. So you're saying they're just looking for a new chicken supplier? I think they switched suppliers and there was some sort of hang-up. or Who knows? Maybe it's a tax deal or a tariff thing moving them across borders. Okay. Who knows? Why didn't they ask us for some chickens? We could have shipped some over. I ain't giving up my chickens. I'm not giving up my chickens It could be either. like one of those life flight situations. Like we'll load up a 747 with chickens and send them to England. Oh, we could, we could do a chicken drop. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. (laughs) This is The Fit Show. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. real. Like for real. The reality check. This is The Fit Show. All right, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Friday Eve. Everybody good? Yeah. All right, stand by for the Fitz Files, the good, the bad, and the gossip. On the way, a brand new study says medical dramas like Grey's Anatomy can be giving people what? Yeah, you better stand by because I'm going to give you the details next. 
Drew standing by with the Thursday reality check. Reverend Billy Graham yeah. passed away at his home in North Carolina yesterday. He was 99 years old. God bless you, Billy. Uh, Billy Graham was considered by most to be kind of America's pastor. Uh, he served... Um, in in a capacity where he he was kind of the the spiritual advisor mm-hmm. to the whole country, he was a bit non denominational. He tried to preach right down the middle. He didn't take play you know part in politics, even though he was the advisor to several presidents. Almost uh, pretty much the last probably six or seven presidents yeah. had Billy Graham Just as to- one of their spiritual advisors. Um, he, he gave many important. Uh, sermons and speeches uh, to the nation, especially after tragic events like 9/11, and, and several he was just other the best. Times. He's been around. He's been around forever. Yeah. And I, I love what you said. He was, you know, America's pastor. And here's a quote from um, from Billy Graham. He said, "Someday you're going to read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God." Love you, Billy Graham. Rest in peace forever. It's a sad day, but man, he he was the guy who walked the walk and he talked the talk. Mm-hmm. There was every really, day of his life a really touching tribute. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford from the Today Show was, uh, had a personal relationship with him, and she yeah. was telling stories about him on the show. And, and she said that he insisted that you called him Billy, not Doctor Graham, <laughs> not you know Reverend. Call or anything me like. She said it, he said if we're going to be friends, you got to call me Billy. Wow, just a sweet, sweet man. Sad, sad day. He's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, some news out of uh, the, the Florida situation. The shooter in that uh, that school shooting may have quite a bit of money coming his way. So now the court has to decide if he can be represented by uh, a court-appointed attorney, you know, like a public defender, or if he's going to have to pay for his own defense, which some experts are saying could become the most expensive case in Broward County history. So let me ask you about this $800,000 inheritance or something he was supposed to get. I heard that his foster parents, like the minutes after the shooting, filed to try to get that $800,000 or something yeah. like that. So a little background. Yeah. The shooter and his much younger brother were adopted as very young children by a, by a, a couple, a pair. And those two had both passed away, leaving quite a bit of money. Now, the actual state of that money is unknown at this time, but it is believed to be around $800,000. And it's also believed to be in a trust that this particular individual wouldn't have access to until he's 22. That's part of the question. That's several years away. How about this? How about the law gets involved, get that money to maybe pay for some funerals of the people that Mm -hmm. he killed? Yeah, that's absolutely part of the discussion. Also, uh, apparently... Uh, under the laws in the area, he could be expected to pay back. Uh, so if it's something that came later, he could have to pay back his defense. Uh, in a second, or later on in the show, I think I'm going to read. Did you write, uh, read Mike Rowe's response from Dirty Jobs? Mike no. Rowe? No. What he said about the shooting? I'll share it with you later on in the show. It was it was unbelievable. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Drew, thank you for all that information, my okay. friend. There you go. That's the Thursday reality check. Just letting you know, it's the Fit Show. The Fit Show. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fist Files. All right, let's jump into the good and the bad and the gossip. For the good, Heath Ledger's Joker is topping a list of the 25 best movie supervillains of all time. Agree or disagree? Agree. 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 Uh, he did such an amazing job of making the character menacing and creepy and uh, crazy, believable, yeah. believable as just a crazy person. Yeah, but did you hear that Joaquin Phoenix is set to play the next Joker? Yeah. Really? I mean, what do you think of that? He set the bar so high for Joker that it, anyone who steps up to it is really taking on a big challenge. Well, I mean, I thought the same when Heath Ledger was 
I mean, what about Jack Nicholson doing the Joker? I thought right. that was great. I thought yep. Jack Nicholson back but, in the day did a great job. But a too. completely different style of Joker. Yes. yes. After Heath Ledger, nobody I don't think will be able to play it quite like him. I mean, we saw with Jared Leto. He kind of rewrote the character. It. He rewrote what the Joker is. I it, agree. W- it was great, but don't can't don't count Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin's, out. He's an interesting character. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. Wow, chaos. All right, let's get to the bad, you guys. So a brand new study says medical dramas like Grey's Anatomy and House and all those can give people unrealistic expectations when it comes to their real-life medical care, their treatment and recovery. For instance, trauma patients who survive on the show tend to go home a lot sooner than they would in real life. Like, oh, my God, I just lost a leg. Time to go home tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to solve this in in 58 minutes, right? (laughs) But also, I think, is there another weird perception that like shows like Grey's Anatomy gives? I mean, I wonder if that's... Sort of the drama that really happens in hospitals. Yeah, how and stuff. medically accurate is it on well, day-to-day life? Related to that, there, there's an effect in courtrooms. They call it the CSI effect, where people have been watching CSI for so long and seeing them come up with the the absolute critical piece of evidence that convicts the person. That now juries, uh, uh, prosecutors, are having trouble with juries because juries expect that piece of you know slam it on the table. You're guilty. Evidence, and that's not the way court cases really work. Are yeah. you trying to tell me that those little CSI rooms don't really have all those little uh, black light and laser lights shooting around everywhere in the lab? Yeah, they, are, they don't look like nightclubs in the lab. <laughs> There's not some girl with like some crazy mohawk and yeah. spiked yeah. hair and necklaces that well, never wears gloves but yeah, always but... solves the crime. I bet you CSI Las Vegas looks a lot like that. Though. Yeah, you that... walk in and say, where's my drink? Yeah. <laughs> hey, look! There's a dead body in a slot machine. <laughs> okay. Jackpot! Uh, Let's go to uh, the gossip. This is bizarre. So apparently after Ashton Kutcher divorced Demi Moore, we're just finding out about this, I heard. Apparently he went into the mountains for seven days with no food, drinking nothing but tea and water. He wanted to hallucinate. He did Tai Chi, and he even wrote letters to past girlfriends to get things right. That's Say how what? you deal with a breakup. Wow. I yeah. That's cool. I wouldn't mind if yeah, some drama went down, breakup or whatever. I'd just go to the mountains a little bit and just... Hallucinate. But the whole not eating thing can make you emotionally unstable. And you could be writing things to them that you really don't mean. You just want a Snickers. I think anybody <laughs> on that level of not being in reality, because let's face it, if you're a huge celebrity like that, mm-hmm. you do not live in reality. No. no. It is not reality. I'd say for They're you, just on a different uh, level anyway. The thing that would trigger you to take that trip into the woods would be if your Starbucks ran out of the uh, skinny vanilla syrup for your lattes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be gone. <laughs> Time to do Tai Chi in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever run out of my skinny syrup at Starbucks, yeah, I'm going to be doing Tai Chi. <laughs> the legendary Fitz happens. Live. Live. This Come on. is why today doesn't suck. Hope you have a great day today. I really do, you guys. I really hope you have an awesome day. Just wherever you are right now, if you're having a tough time, just say, if it is to be, it's up to me. Say that to yourself. If it is to be, it's up to me. If you got like a mission you're trying to get done by the end of the day, say, hey, if it is to be, it's up to me. Just make it your reality. You got to get it done. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, we got some really amazing birthdays today. Let's see. Oh, did I mention it's for Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. Drew Barrymore is 43 years old today. Wow. Um, Love Drew Barrymore. My daughter is five. Her name is Drew. 
Was it named Got after a, Drew? Barrymore? Drew's seventy-five on the show, and his name's Drew. Yeah, our, we have a Drew on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool name, isn't it, Drew? It's a very cool name. The coolest, some people would say. I can think of three people who think it's the coolest name. <laughs> <laughs> Except your Andrew. That's oh! also pretty. Oh! <laughs> oh, you ain't no real Drew. <laughs> you just Andrew. <laughs> oh, man, you just yeah. I like to think of myself as the original Drew. Okay. Uh, James Blunt turns 44 years old today. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's pretty good. It's yeah. true. Yeah, beautiful. It's true. It's actually I a really good song. Wait, that was a little James Blunt and a little tiny Tim. <laughs> or a little bit of Stuart. Do you remember Stuart? Yeah. Look what I can do. Oh, from that TV. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yes. Stop it. Okay. Oh, my God. Dr. J, Julius Irving, is 68 years old today. The first president of the United States of America, George Washington, was born on this day in 1732. Dang. Y'all, let me tell you about George Washington. He was, that guy didn't mess around. He's a gangster. It's like, it's like the Americans were like, listen, you don't have a choice. You're going to be our general and you're going to be our president. Actually, they wanted him to be king. He said, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to be a king, but they wanted him to do everything. They They were like, you're the dude with the land. Your parents are rich. You get a whole bunch of tobacco. You make rum and beer. Yeah, you got wooden teeth. You're awesome. Imagine if those qualifications were for today's national government. Life would be a lot better. (laughs) You got a cool ponytail. Yeah. Oh, can you believe, remember a couple of days ago we were talking about that, that, uh, somebody found a lock of George Washington's hair in In this book, Mm -hmm. and they used to like give those away as gifts, so if if y'all don't mind, I would love to give you little pieces of my hair throughout the year just to keep. All right. Yeah, as a gift. I'll use it as a bookmark. (laughs) What are you going to use yours for, Jenna? Um, I'm going to throw it away, probably. (laughs) All right, you guys. It was 388 years ago. On this day in 1630, the Indians introduced the pilgrims to popcorn. Just like that. It was amazing when the Native Americans gave them like an Orville Reinbacher popcorn machine. I didn't know they even had movie theaters. I didn't know they knew what popcorn was then. What movie do you think they're watching, Drew? (laughs) Birth of a Nation? Ooh. (laughs) Da, da, da. Oh, no. What was that other great, great Native American? Probably a John Wayne picture. Oh, my goodness. It was this day in 1977. The Monster Jam Car Wash by Rose Royce went platinum. Come on. Yeah. Yes. It's a good, this is a good bathtub, uh, bathtub song, too. They played this Sitting on my skating rink when I was growing up. Oh, oh yeah? that's you too? so cute. <laughs> I remember my skating rink. It was Dubak Skating Rink. Johnny Dubak would get on the microphone and say, Couple skate only. Skate slow. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, uh, we had the Skate King. The Skate King. Mm-hmm. The Skate King. Yeah. That's awesome. What was the name of your skating rink? Uh, Tiffany's. <laughs> what? Was, that was the same one that I went to too, because we lived one town over from each Tiffany's? other. Yes, Tiffany's, Tiffany's skate rink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, you guys, let's wrap it up. This day in 2007, Reba McIntyre and Kelly Clarkson joined forces on CMT Crossroads, and they performed "Because of You." That's why today doesn't suck for Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. It happens live. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. real. Like for real. The reality check. This is The Fit Show.
All right, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Friday Eve. <laughs> everybody good? Yeah. All right, stand by for the Fitz Files, the good, the bad, and the gossip. On the way, a brand new study says medical dramas like Grey's Anatomy can be giving people what? Yeah, you better stand by because I'm going to give you the details next. Drew standing by with the Thursday reality check. Reverend Billy Graham yeah. passed away at his home in North Carolina yesterday. He was 99 years old. God bless you, Billy. Uh, Billy Graham was considered by most to be kind of America's pastor. Uh, he served um, in, in a capacity where he, he was kind of the, the spiritual advisor to mm-hmm. the whole country. He was... A bit non-denominational. He tried to preach right down the middle. He didn't take play, you know, part in politics, even though he was the advisor to several presidents. Almost, uh, pretty much the last, probably six or seven presidents yeah, had Billy Graham just as to, one of their spiritual advisors. Um, he, he gave many important uh, sermons and speeches uh, to the nation, especially after tragic events like 9/11. And, and several he was just other the best. Times. He's been around. He's been around forever. Yeah. And I, I love what you said. He was, you know, America's pastor. And here's a quote from. Um, from Billy Graham. He said, someday you're going to read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. Love you, Billy Graham. Rest in peace forever. It's a sad day, but man, he he was the guy who walked the walk and he talked the talk mm-hmm. there was every really, day of his life. A really touching tribute. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford from the Today Show was, uh, had a personal relationship with him and she yeah. was telling stories about him on the show and, and she said that he insisted that you called him Billy. Not Dr. Graham, <laughs> not you know Reverend. Call or anything me like Billy. She said it, he said, if we're going to be friends, you've got to call me Billy. Wow. Just a sweet, sweet man. Sad, sad day he's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, some news out of uh, the the Florida situation. The shooter in that uh, that school shooting may have quite a bit of money coming his way. So now the court has to decide if he can be represented by uh, a court appointed attorney, you know, like a public defender, or if he's going to have to pay for his own defense, which some experts are saying could become the most expensive case in Broward County history. So let me ask you about this eight hundred thousand dollar inheritance or something he was supposed to get. I heard that his foster parents. Like the minutes after the shooting, file to try to get that eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that. So a little background. Yeah. The, the shooter and his much younger brother were adopted as very young children by a by a, a couple, a pair, and those two had both passed away, leaving quite a bit of money. Now, the actual state of that money is unknown at this time, but yeah. it is believed to be around eight hundred thousand dollars, and it's also believed to be in a trust that this particular individual wouldn't have access to until he's twenty-two. That's okay. part of the question. How That's about, several years away. How about this? How about the law gets involved? Gets that money to maybe pay for some funerals of the people that mm-hmm. he killed. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely part of the discussion. Also, uh, apparently, uh, under the laws in the area, he could be expected to pay back. Uh, so if it's something that came later, he could have to pay back his defense. Uh, in a second, or later on in the show, I think I'm going to read. Did you write, uh, read Mike Rowe's response from Dirty Jobs? Mike no. Rowe? No. What he said about the shooting? I'll share it with you later on in the show. It was it was unbelievable. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Drew, thank you for all that information, my you friend. There you go. That's the Thursday reality check. Just letting you know, it's the Fit Show. Fit show, fit show. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. All right. Uh, I want you to imagine this. Wherever you are right now, at home, at work, in the car, maybe listening on the app, especially ladies, you're flying across the country. 
And after you get where you're going, you realize that you lost your engagement ring somewhere along the way, but you have no idea where your engagement ring is. Ooh. Okay. Well, it just happened to a woman from San Francisco named Britt Morin. Last week, she flew from New York to Wyoming. And um, when she got there, she realized that she was missing her engagement ring and her wedding ring. And she didn't know where she lost them. And then all of a sudden, she let United Airlines know about it. So then they were on the lookout, and luckily her engagement ring was found by a very, very honest gate agent who put it in a safe to make sure that no one else walked off with it. And they say that uh, they gave it to a pilot who was flying to San Francisco where Britt lives, and the pilot hand-delivered it to her earlier this week. Hand-delivered. Wow. Uh, It's not clear if anyone found her wedding ring yet, but she posted a photo of the engagement ring on Twitter. It's It's got a big rock on it. Uh, but what about this pilot who hand-delivered it from United Airlines? United Airlines has had some uh, kind of bad publicity yeah. in the past, mm-hmm. what, eight months or so? Uh, yeah, they had. They, let's not even get into it because it's right. such a great story. But this sounds like one of those beautiful Nicholas Sparks novels, like The Two Fell in St. Love, except that he's delivering her engagement ring and wedding ring to her, so she's taken. <laughs> this is going to be a movie, right? Right. Yeah. What if she... I, I, you what know if what it I'm gets thinking? on a knee? <laughs> yeah, here's what I'm thinking. What if, what if it, this pilot is like some beautiful, handsome... You know, massive, handsome pilot dude walks up with the ring, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're like my pilot in shining armor, or whatever." <laughs> and what if they hook up? Maybe she said, "I lost that for a reason." It could happen, but then I would feel bad for her man. Like, you I know, would too. What about him? Like the ring he bought broke them up. Yeah, that would be the story. But it's almost too perfect. I feel like now she has to fall in love with the pilot. <laughs> this was the good stuff. It is the good stuff. <laughs> New beginnings, you know. Yeah. All right, so real, real quick, wherever you are right now, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, based off of what has happened, okay? Couples flying across the country, loses the ring, whatever, the United finds it, the pilot hand delivers it to her. Should she hook up with the pilot or stay with the guy she's engaged to? I need to see photos of the pilot. Yeah. Okay. Jenna, your opinion. I say she stays with her man. Okay. Yeah, Jim. I think she's actually married because they did say marriage ban, so... I'm thinking she has to stay with her man. Oh, man, go with the pilot. <laughs> what about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> we could call it the pilot's package. <laughs> okay, maybe not. That, that didn't sound right. No, That did not, not sound right. But anyway, it's an amazing story. There you go. That is the good stuff. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. The Fit Show. You're listening to The Fit Show nationwide. Fitz Happens Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Uh, there's Drew. Tanner the Millennial is right over there. There's Jenna, my head of security. We're about to talk about um, all the shows that we didn't have time to watch this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, I repeat, we're going to talk about all the shows that we did not have time to watch this week from that old, uh, you know, the, the television thing. <laughs> Sits over there in the corner, collects all that dust. Believe it or not, some some transmissions still come out of that thing. No. Yeah. For example, like Big Brother Celebrity Edition. Uh, Haven't been really watching it. Now, based off this audio, we're going to try to guess what's what's going on. I assume that Meta World Peace got evicted from Big Brother Celebrity Edition. You're crying right now. Why? I mean, we build a bond. Like, brothers and sisters, y'all have no idea how hard this was. It was unbelievable. So, you know, to miss your family, it was brutal. And um, 
He's actually ten for the Lakers, by the way. So does he not play ball at all? Ten new brothers and sisters, literally. You love everyone. Me, yeah. It was so hard. It was the first sequester was extremely hard. I was going crazy in the room. You made it. 20 days without your Don't wife know. and family. Yeah. You only had six days left. See, all right, again, Big Brother Celebrity Edition. If you watch Big Brother, tell me what's happening. Yeah. I, guess, I guess whenever uh, someone gets evicted, I guess that's their way of getting voted out yeah. of okay. the house. They kick what? him out of the I house. I think so. I think so. What's crazy to me is seeing Meta World Peace get so emotional because he was also the same guy that – created a riot during a basketball game and he was beating up fans like what? What? yeah I'm dead serious yeah. yeah he like beat up a fan and like the, there's a whole riot in the arena maybe that's why he got evicted <laughs> from, from the Big Brother up. Celebrity Edition house mm-hmm. yeah uh, alright let's move on again we're just talking about all the shows that we didn't have time to watch this week uh, from Jimmy Kimmel Live Jimmy was joking about being caught laughing during Fergie's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. I just want to say the reason I was smiling <laughs> is because I love the national anthem so much. Just <laughs> That's the face I make when I really That was some, <laughs> some arrangement, though. In hindsight, trying to work in the words, my humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps was... <laughs> may have been a mistake. I didn't realize I was on camera. Then my phone started just buzzing, tech tech, and I was like, oh, I think I might have been on camera. <laughs> I still feel bad for Pergie. Uh, for Pergie. <laughs> for Pergie. <laughs> I still feel bad for Fergie. People aren't letting that go. Because well, it was awful. It was she earned awful. it, though. I mean, yeah, she really she did. She the... needs real friends around her that say, no, we don't we sing don't like, like that, that before rendition. we yeah. yeah, We're not going to do that tonight. We're going to do yeah. it the good old-fashioned way. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> the way the anthem is supposed to be yes. sung. Uh, all right, let's go to The Bachelor. So apparently, Bachelor Ari got some really tough questions from Kendall Long's father. Nuh-uh. Uh-oh. Well, you know, the only thing I know about you is... What I've read on the internet. Give me some stuff. What are well, you worried about? Suppose you're supposed to be a playboy. Yeah, that's is this true. No, that's completely false. <laughs> like I'd have pretty good time if I had 25 girls to pick from. Oh, I mean, you would think that. But it's actually quite stressful. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, I mean, it's like there are other relationships, but. You know, there's 20. 20- oh, I'd be like, dude, you get your butt out of I my would house. Slap get out of my house. Yeah. He, he, he rejects the idea that he's yeah. a playboy, but he lives in a house with 23 women who all want to be with him. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> oh, no. These but are all 23 of my closest friends. That dude's daughter also lives in the house with all those other women, too, and that dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, there you go, you guys. Uh, talking about some of the things that come off that old dusty TV. All the things that we didn't have time to watch this week. Listening to the Fit Show. Fit happens live. It's the topic table. That's right, they're gonna do it. With Fitz. Y'all ready? Round one. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, prepare to step into the topic table. There's always a seat for you at the topic table. <laughs> yeah. There's always a topic at the topic table. Uh, so uh, wherever you are right now, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, I'm just going to kind of reach in to a bucket of topics, pull, uh, you pull it out. We're going to talk about whatever it is. Oh, my goodness. Look what I found. Take it easy with the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I found in the bucket of topics. <laughs> so check this out. So a couple of weeks ago, a Girl Scout made headlines by selling hundreds of boxes of cookies from a table that she set up outside of a marijuana dispensary. 
And what do you think happened after that? She she met her goal and she then definitely some. met her goal. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of people got riled up. Controversy everywhere. Why? Uh well, the Girl Scouts of Colorado have spoken up about this. They made it official. They said that they are completely fine with selling cookies outside of adult-oriented businesses as long as a parent or guardian approves. I would love your thoughts on that right now. Is it okay for Girl Scouts to sell Girl Scout cookies outside of uh, weed dispensaries across the country? What say you? Would anyone feel terrible if she was standing outside of a liquor store? Um, if not, then I don't wow. really see the difference. Okay. Right. Because both with those you are twenty-one that. over. Well, can I say you know I, I see Girl Scouts in front of grocery stores all the time. And inside they sell grocery stores, there. they have beer and wine mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I say no problem. I think definitely parental guidance, like a, a not only approval, but probably should have a parent with you. But I say okay. You know what? Here's the deal, though. In 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 a lot of states, you guys. They're using a lot of this, what you would call marijuana money, and a lot of states are doing it right. They're throwing a lot of that state cash back to the schools, the education system, which improve school uniforms and fine arts activities and sports. Sports, and I mean, you name it. So, I mean, what what's different? I mean, think about like a state lottery, for example, right? That's gambling. Uh, you know, having all that extra revenue go back to the kids and schools. Could yeah. you imagine being this mom or dad and being like, listen, I'm going to teach you a thing called the munchies. And these people get it. And that means they love your cookies. And we're going to sell. We're going to sell. We're going to sell. OK. You would think that it would be just a goldmine opportunity. And, and by the way, why cast judgment on people going into these dispensaries? How are they different than someone walking into a bank during the day? Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit right? weird about this because actually from Drew's example, he said, well, would you have them right outside of a liquor store? A liquor store is different than a grocery store because it's 100 percent Selling, you know, a product that inebriates us, and I don't know. But if they that's have a that inside example. grocery stores too. I know, but it's just a little bit different. What about the marijuana? Then do you have a problem with the little girls uh, uh, hanging out and selling cookies outside of the dispensary? I do because you know, just thinking about that little girl that makes it. This is such a touchy topic. That makes it okay. F- for that little girl to be inebriated in the future, it just doesn't set Why? a because good example for her cookies. in the future. I see, I see what, what he's saying, saying though is that he it's teaching her uh-huh. that this is okay for adults to act like that and to get inebriated, and that you know it's teaching her and seeing things that she's seeing now yeah. could affect her in the future. So I, I do understand what he's saying. It's the environment, but it's the reality too. It, it's I mean it's it's out there. It's there. <laughs> what about the Girl it, Scouts? What about the Girl Scouts? They could sell a lot of Girl Scout cookies there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's some high, very targeted marketing. You're listening to The Fit Show. Oh, he's amazing. When I get to work, he's my favorite to listen to. The world famous Fitz Happens Live. It's the topic table. That's right. They're going to do it. With Fitz. Are y'all ready? Round two. Everyone has a chair at the topic table. Wherever you are, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, please step up. Participate in our topics for today. Uh, wow, got some good ones. Got some good ones. There's Drew, Tanner the Millennial, Jen in my head of security. As I reach into the bucket of topics. Oh, looky here. Look what I got. Oh, here it is. Um, thousands of teens, as you guys know, the past couple of days have been walking out in emotional protest about gun laws after the, uh, uh, the massive massacre in Florida. But some head teachers warned that they will suspend those taking part. Administrators, principals, they're all saying, listen, you're allowed to do that. But if you do it, 
you're going to be suspended. Wow. So your thoughts on that right now, as these children are protesting, and you know, basically their right to be safe at school, um, does the administration, uh, I mean, should they even think about suspending these kids that have been through so much already? Hmm. Now, is this at the school? Where it happened, or is it? No, or is dude, this across they, the nation. They are. They are. This is. These are children walking out yeah. across the nation. Okay. So that I. I guess from a, this is a tough one because I, what the kids are doing, I think they're they're on the right side of things. However, for a school administrator or a principal or teacher, whomever, they really are looking at their attendance schedule. You know, they're held accountable for a certain amount of attendance by students. If students aren't attending class, that's much, what they have to act on. It affects how much money they get, too, at the, right. at the end of the year. And their scores, and you know, but, they have ratings for that. Yeah, but you know what? I say forget about all that crap right now, acting on a tent, because you know what? These kids are trying to tell the adults, we don't feel safe. Exactly. We're scared in the classroom. Yes. We're having all these drills now about what to do if there's a shooter in our school. These kids are saying, if you're not going to do something to protect us, we are. Yeah. And I just don't think that it's right. Not only what these kids went through in Florida, but but children uh, in, in, in elementary, middle, and high school across the nation, they're seeing all these images too. And you know what? Now in all the states, there's some, some children scared to go to school. And because of that, I think they have the right to walk out and say protect us i am 100 percent with you the teachers and the administration have to make the students feel safe at the end of the day the students need to feel like they're safe and if they're not going to back them up and not make them feel safe why discipline them when they yeah. voice but isn't that going to come from a bigger part of the states individually that can't just come from the superintendents and all that that's got to come from the it people higher somewhere. up from change but those people can't the superintendents oh, I, you know and the what, teachers Jenna? can't do anything about I, I it i think it's even bigger than that it's i mean this is all the way federal and, completely and, and I, again, I don't want to make it a gun control issue, but is it you know having veterans who have served who pass mental and, and other background checks to maybe be armed? A couple of veterans who've served our nation at all schools across our nation. Are we there? I don't know. You're getting off the the question at hand here, and I just okay. I, 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 no, I, no, I'm saying what's this? I'm, I'm not getting off the question at hand at all. I don't think there is. I'm any. saying what's the solution to make our kids feel safe? Because right now they're having to leave school to protest, telling the world they don't feel safe. Well, I, I think that what the administrators that are giving discipline out are saying is that between the hours of 725 and 240 in the afternoon, your students, you need to be in school, in class, learning. All your activity and all of your activism should take place after school on weekends. We'd love to hear from you as well. Welcome to the Topic Table. And wherever you are, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app. Oh my God! Real. Funny. The Fit Show. The reality check is on. It's time to get real. It's real. For real. For real. Like for real. The reality check. This is The Fit Show. All right, everybody, welcome back. And stand by for The Fitz Files, the good, the bad, and the gossip. On the way, who tops the list of the best movie supervillain of all time? Well, I'm going to tell you who it is next. Drew standing by right now with the Thursday reality check. We talked a little bit uh, about it in the last reality check, but it's worth uh, mentioning again. The Reverend Dr. Billy Graham passed away in his home in North Carolina at 99 years old. He was one of the uh, top really spiritual leaders. People called him America's pastor for the past 60 years. He would put on, uh, he really moved, uh, you know, his, his evangelical church essentially into stadiums. Mm -hmm. I mean, he started out in tents, moved it into packed stadiums. Filled the stadiums. He was the advisor to a number of presidents. Yeah. 
Did he? Was he the guy that kind of started the mega churches? Yeah, they they're inspired by him. Well, I mean, I think Billy Graham was probably really against the mega church right. thing, but more than anything, he was just man. He had one simple message. That's mm-hmm. it. One simple message, and his message was you know uh, uh, how to get to heaven. Yeah. And and he told you that message and stuff. And uh, man, I I always said to my wife, you know, man, I think Billy Graham is going to make it. Like he's going to be like Moses and you know live to be like five hundred and twenty three years old or something like that. <laughs> Uh, but he was just a, a, a unique guy in that way. And when people thought about probably America and God, you mm-hmm. probably thought about Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some news out of uh, Florida. We're, we're following the story like everyone is. About 100 of the students who survived that shooting in Florida last week boarded buses and headed to Tallahassee to the Capitol an attempt to speak to some of the representatives about the issue of violence and gun violence in the schools uh, specifically. Surprisingly, the students were, were were stopped at a lot of office doors. They, they were blocked by several representatives of the government uh, who just didn't want to or, or for whatever reason would not speak to the kids. And the kids had some pretty powerful messages after that. They said, if you're not with us, you're against us. And if you're against us, you're against saving the lives of children. So they're really calling these guys out, these men and women out onto the carpet and saying, what are you going to do about this? This has to be solved. They're taking Did you a very hear active that, stance. I guess some people are accusing some of these kids of being what they call hired actors. Oh, that's, yeah, that, I heard is that. that ridiculous? That's ridiculous? Absolutely insane. I mean, come on, you guys. These kids are scared to go to school. Yeah. Uh, now they here, got a good reason for being scared. You know, they've been through a lot. Here's a breaking story that we'll be covering in the coming days, but the sheriff in that county uh, says that uh, he's going to start arming deputies with rifles to be on school grounds during school hours. So we'll see if that uh, goes through or not. But that's that's you know a an instant reaction to the violence. Something that someone is saying. We got to start somewhere. We'll That's try a this. big change. It That's is a big change. Yeah, probably going to be an expensive one too to have right. you know armed deputies, police officers on school grounds. And but honestly, whatever, whatever you got to do, it's not necessarily the solution everyone's looking for. Sure. Some people applaud it. Some people say we don't want to turn them into military camps. Basically. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's debatable either way. All right. You got time for one more, Drew? Go ahead. Uh, a North Korean hacking group is now said to be an absolute global global threat. They're called Reaper. That's their code name, and they've been. Uh, launching cyber attacks against, of course, South Korea and Japan and some places in the Middle East, and they'd primarily focused on infrastructure and government, but now we're seeing their fingerprints all over the world. Um, they are not the same group, but they are related to the group that our government credited with the big Sony hack several years ago, where they got into Sony and stole a bunch of movies and materials and tried to ransom them. Who's so, funding them? North Korea. <laughs> this this is right. like Kim Jong-un's uh, own basically group. Alright, there you go. That's the Thursday reality check. Now, it's the Fit Show. The good, the bad, and the gossip. These are the Fit Files. All right, let's jump into the good and the bad and the gossip. For the good, Heath Ledger's Joker is topping a list of the 25 best movie supervillains of all time. Agree or disagree? Agree. 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 Uh, he did such an amazing job of making the character menacing and creepy and uh, crazy, believable, yeah. believable as just a crazy person. Yeah, but did you hear that Joaquin Phoenix is set to play the next Joker? Yeah. Really? I mean, what do you think of that? He set the bar so high for Joker that it, anyone who steps up to it is really taking on a big challenge. Well, I mean, I thought the same when Heath Ledger was... I mean, what about Jack Nicholson doing the Joker? I thought right. that was great. I thought yeah. Jack Nicholson back but, in the day did a great job, But a too. completely different style of Joker. Yes. Yes. After Heath Ledger, nobody, I don't think, will be able to play it quite like him. I mean, we saw with Jared Leto. He kind of rewrote the character. He rewrote what the Joker is. I agree. It was great. 
But don't can't don't count Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin's, out. He's an interesting character. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. Wow, chaos. All right, let's get to the bad, you guys. So a brand new study says medical dramas like Grey's Anatomy and House and all those can give people unrealistic expectations when it comes to their real-life medical care, their treatment, and recovery. For instance, trauma patients who survive on the show tend to go home a lot sooner than they would in real life. Like, oh my God, I just lost a leg. Time to go home tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to solve this in in 58 minutes, right? (laughs) But also, I think, is there another weird perception that like shows like Grey's Anatomy gives? I mean, I wonder if that's sort of the drama that really happens in hospitals yeah. How and stuff. medically accurate is it on well, a day-to-day life? Related to that, there, there's an effect in courtrooms. They call it the CSI effect, where people have been watching CSI for so long and seeing them come up with the, the absolute critical piece of evidence that convicts the person that now juries, uh, uh, prosecutors are having trouble with juries because juries expect that piece of, you know, slam it on the table, you're guilty evidence, and that's not the way court cases really work. Are yeah. you trying to tell me that those little CSI rooms don't really have all those little uh, black light and laser lights shooting around everywhere in the lab? Yeah, they, are, they don't look like nightclubs in the lab. <laughs> There's not some girl with like some crazy mohawk and yeah. spiked yeah. hair and necklaces that well, never wears gloves but yeah, always but, solves the crime. I bet you CSI Las Vegas looks a lot like that though. <laughs> yeah, you walk are, in and say, where's my drink? Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. There's a dead body in a slot machine. <laughs> okay. Jackpot. Uh, Let's go to uh, the gossip. This is bizarre. So apparently after Ashton Kutcher divorced Demi Moore, we're just finding out about this, I heard. Apparently he went into the mountains for seven days with no food, drinking nothing but tea and water. He wanted to hallucinate. He did Tai Chi, and he even wrote letters to past girlfriends to get things right. That's how you deal with a breakup. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I wouldn't mind if some drama went down, breakup or whatever. I'd just go to the mountains a little bit and just... Hallucinate. But the whole not eating thing can make you emotionally unstable. And you could be writing things to them that you really don't mean. You just want a Snickers. I think anybody <laughs> on that level of not being in reality, because let's face it, if you're a huge celebrity like that, mm-hmm. you do not live in reality. No. no. It is not reality. I'd say for They're you, just on the, a different uh, level anyway. The thing that would trigger you to take that trip into the woods would be if your Starbucks ran out of the uh, skinny vanilla syrup for your lattes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be gone. <laughs> Time to do Tai Chi in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever run out of my skinny syrup at Starbucks, yeah, I'm going to be doing Tai Chi. <laughs> the legendary Fitz happens live. live. No rest This is Green Gray Bob. Fitz is my son. I proudly served my country from 66 through 72 with the Army Special Forces. We live in a land of the free because of our brave men and women, past and present. This is our troop salute. And we are the show that proudly does the troop salute. And today we are saluting a true American hero, a young man who exemplifies the principles of honor and courage and the sacrifice of our armed forces. And it's an honor today to salute 15-year-old Peter Wang, 
of the United States Army Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps, the Junior ROTC. Wang was born in Brooklyn, New York, and he dreamed of attending West Point Academy and serving as an officer in the U.S. military. However, the freshman student's life was cut tragically short on February 14th when he was fatally shot while holding a door so that others could escape a gunman who walked into the school and started shooting. Wang was wearing his U.S. Army Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps uniform at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School when the shooting happened. Peter Wang sacrificed his life to protect others, helping dozens of children to escape the scene even after he was struck with gunfire. On Tuesday, hundreds of mourners gathered at Crower Funeral Home in Coral Springs, Florida to give this brave cadet a hero send-off. While Cadet Wang never was able to serve fully in the armed forces, West Point recognized Peter with the Medal of Heroism, the highest honor for an ROTC student. In addition, the school gave him a posthumous admission with a class of 2025 acceptance letter. Yeah, so basically he has, his parents will have a letter admitting him at the time when he would have graduated from college and entered West Point. Welcoming welcoming him to West Point. Mm -hmm. They accepted him. Peter's cousin, Lynn Chen, said that he is so brave. He's the person who is generally kind to everyone, doesn't care about popularity, loved his country. He just always loved to cheer people up. And he's like the big brother that everyone wished they had. He was so funny, caring, selfless. Over 75,000 people signed a petition calling for Peter to have a full military funeral. His selfless and heroic actions have led to the survival of dozens in the area Wayne died a hero and deserves to be treated as such and deserves full military burial honors, according to the White House. Yeah. He's one of ours, you know what I mean? He's an American who saved a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. And we live in the land of the free because of the brave people like him. And if you'd like to honor someone for our troop salute, past, present, or future, send me a message on our Facebook page right now, facebook.com. Slash follow fits. The one and only. This is the Fitz Show. And now, and now, the Fitz Show's world famous What Are You Kidding Me stories of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, don't fret. Don't fret. Standing by is Fitz. With the news that did not make the news. Mm-hmm. Proud to do this. Honored to do it on a daily basis. Again, probably, you know, when I meet, go meet the good Lord or whatever, they're going to say, man, he delivered the news that did not make the news. Yeah. Every hour. Uh, this is, now, I think we might have mentioned this story earlier in the show. It was the one about the clogged toilet. Do you guys remember that one? The one about the clogged toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I forgot the title of the story. What do we call it? Remember what we titled it? Wasn't it misuse? Toilet trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Or was it misuse of 911 or something? Well, it's definitely that too. Oh, okay. Because a woman in Iowa (laughs) called 911 three times to report a clogged toilet. I'm sorry. Three times? Sweet little old lady. That's not what the police are for. One time they actually responded. Her name's Loretta Jones. And police did say some alcohol might have been involved. Uh, Check this out. 911, what's the exact location of your emergency? My emergency is there's no... Uh, I cannot 
do the toilet. I cannot do anything in this arena. She called five different times, but calls that were clearly not a, a police matter. Mm-hmm. And each time the dispatcher told her that that's not a police matter. You need to call, you know, your cable subscriber, a plumber. You can't be calling nine one one. That ain't cool. <laughs> I do appreciate her attempt at discretion. She said, the problems with the toilet, I can't do anything in this arena. <laughs> I'm trying to use cop speak. I need some assistance <laughs> and backup. Oh. All right, let's go to page two. What? Are you kidding me? Ladies and gentlemen, as I take you out of India, do not make the cows angry. No. A British tourist in India saw a cow with a huge hump on its back, right? So she started singing My Humps. You know, for, uh, from by the Black Eyed Peas as a joke. This song right here. My hump, my hump, my hump, my hump, my lovely little lumps. Check it out. And I'm I guess the cow did not like uh, the woman singing that song because it rammed her, sent her flying, headbutted her. Listen. Um, I was just leaving, just leaving the fort, um, and we were walking back to our hotel, and uh, I saw I saw a cow, and it had like a really big hump. And I just thought, wow, what a big, what a big cow. I started singing a song related to humps. It's called it's the Black Eyed Peas. It's called My Humps. Anyway, I started walking past the cow, um, and it just headbutted me. Yeah, boom. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You got the... What are you kidding me? Stories of the day breaking every single hour. The Fitz Show. He's hilarious. Fitz happens live. We on right now? We mm-hmm. We're on? Light's flickering a little bit, but I think that means we're live, right? But then, wherever you are right now, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, snap what you see right now. Just snap what you see. Send it back to me. I love, like, seeing what you're looking at because we don't get to see that very much. No, I especially don't. love when you video yourselves talking to us or, you know, giving us a little message. So, uh, yeah, snap what you see or, you know, take us, whatever you got to do, and post it on our Facebook page right now. Facebook.com. Slash follow fits. Is there anyone listening who thinks that it's okay to go into your teenager's room and just kind of rummage through their drawers, rummage through their stuff, rummage through their closet? I know this conversation's really been brought up a lot recently with you know the recent uh, uh, horrible mass shooting. Like as far as why aren't parents walking into their kids' rooms? You know what that that guy's uh, foster parent said? He said, "Well." He owned the AR-15 legally. It wasn't my job to... What? Yes. That's what he... Yeah. Really? Yeah. And they, they said it was in a safe, and they didn't know he also had a key to the safe. Right. And and what I'm really trying to get into here is, is, you know, moms and dads, you've got to know about your kids, even if it means going through their room, because I, I'm, I'm going to say something right now. My kids aren't going to like it. You know what apparently my children are into right now? I just found out about it yesterday, and I'm going to stop it. But it's scary because apparently they might they've been doing this for a minute or two, if you know what I mean. These nicotine vape pens. Oh no way. Your kids I have? I Yes. I was doing that when I was their age too. I I got Okay, well big I this is this one. is all this is all new to me, you guys. And this is like a really, really big deal. And apparently, uh I'm not gonna say any names because they're they'll get embarrassed or whatever, but they got them from somebody at school, and then yeah. they bring them home, and they have them for a little while, and then they'll go back and give it to somebody mm-hmm. else, and they just kind of 
Pass they it around and share on. it. These are high school kids getting a, a nicotine kick. So my friend just went through this same problem with right. the nicotine pen, and her issue was she had a she has a sophomore that's a girl, but she has senior friends. So the seniors are eighteen years old, right. legally able yeah. to, and then right. she's made friends with them, and now they're what you say they'll, they'll take it for a few days. Yeah. She'll use it, and then she'll give it to somebody. Pass else. it back, and then they even sell them to the younger kids. Yeah, to the freshmen. freshmen. To the freshmen. Yeah. So somebody will get a couple of bucks somehow. You know, get one of these little nicotine. What mm-hmm. do you call cartridges, yeah. I guess? Yeah. So anyway, I found out that was happening by going through my kids' rooms, and I put a stop to it last night. But anyway, go ahead, Tanner. I had a, a similar experience when I was in high school. I was a sophomore, and I had friends that were seniors, right. and they actually you know, were buying me cigarettes to start smoking. And my mom was someone who really respected my privacy, but I wish she would have went through my room a little bit more often because I would have cut that habit uh, a lot sooner instead of cutting it right now. Wow. And that's smoking. How old were you then? I was 15. See, I, I think, and my parents were the same way. They had like uh, no idea the crazy shenanigans I was doing in high school, but you got to dig in. You've got to find out what's going on in their lives. You you got to follow their social media. You got to see what they're posting, what they're saying, what's in their closet, what's in their drawers. Because although you might think they're perfect little angel baby, <laughs> they're not. Right. And neither are all their friends at school. Uh, I was a good kid, and I didn't yeah. have a lot of problems, but I do remember this. I never felt like I owned anything in the house. Like That was not my space. That was their space that I was living in. And right. Yeah, I could shut the door and say, leave me alone, but if they walked in, there's nothing I could do about it. And I knew that. That was established from the start. This yep. is my, And I know parents have a tougher time now because of social media and the, the web and all that, but they still have to be on it. I yep. think you have to do it. You got to. All right, welcome to the show, you guys. I'd love to hear from you as well. Six foot seven takes you straight to heaven. Jenna. I think I'm going to buy some more ducks. I definitely need a flock. Drew. Yes, I cut off the small toe. It was an accident, but they sewed it back on. And Tanner the Millennial. I cannot believe you guys think my mom killed my cat. You're listening to The Fitz Show. Fitz happens live. Everybody, welcome back to the show. It's been a a tough few days for us on the show because... uh, well, somebody lost a little furry animal, lost a family member. Tanner the Millennial lost his uh, little kitty cat, Chester, who was 128 years old. Mm-hmm. In cat years. In cat years. How old was Chester? He was 16 years old in human years. Wow. So uh, in case you missed it yesterday, we just wanted to pay a little tribute to Chester and say so long, pal. What's up, everybody? Wherever you are, at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, maybe a little mascara alert right now. That's okay with you guys. little mascara alert. You know, because on this show, um, we're like the only show in North America that actually reads pet obituaries. We call it So Long, Pal. And by the way, maybe you had an animal pass away recently. Uh, and Please, send us their obituary. I'll be happy to honor your little, your little family member. On the show. That's Facebook.com slash follow fits. Today, uh, we're affected, uh, well, because Tanner the Millennial, in case uh, you didn't know the past few weeks, uh, lost his, his kitty cat, Chester. Chester passed away, and Chester was 273 years old. He was 16 years old. Yeah. 
I know. But he was basically what he I'm was, trying he to say really is old. he lived a beautiful long life. Yeah, yes, he, he really did. did. He lived an amazing long life. And uh, so Tanner the Millennial, I asked him, I'm like, well, do you want to honor little Chester on the show? He said, yeah. So he kind of wrote this up. Do you want me to read it? You don't, or, yeah, or, or, I would like you to read it. Okay. This is going to be a little tough on, on Tanner the Millennial. So, so Chester, wherever you are right now, kitty cat heaven looking down, this is for you. He says, you know, it's kind of weird waking up one day and your best friend is gone. Chester, even though you're gone, I'm not going to think about how sad I am. I'm going to think about all the good times that we had these past 16 years. I mean, growing up, it often felt like I couldn't talk to a lot of people. I was severely bullied. And when it seemed like there was nobody else I could turn to, I always had you. You are my rock that I could always rely on, no matter the circumstances. I remember any time I would come home, I'd know that Chester is on my bed waiting for me to greet me and ask me how my day was. We were best buddies, me and you. When I was just seven years old is when I first met you, and I'm so honored to have been able to grow up with you for all these years. From watching SpongeBob and playing with toys and meeting girlfriends and even whenever you helped me pack for college and everything in between. We did it all together, and I'm so thankful for that. I wouldn't be the person that I am without you. I love you, Chester. Thank you for everything. You will always be my number one pal. Sincerely, Tanner the Millennial. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say about Chester for his obituary, Tanner? I I feel like you did a very good job with it, but, you know, our little animals mean everything to us. Everything, And if you're a parent who you're on the fence about getting a little animal for your kid, do it because it'll make a difference for them. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, especially with this new world of, like, social media, you mentioned you were bullied as a kid, and you could always come home to your kitty cat, right, no matter what. The social media bullying that's going on. At least maybe a kiddo knows that when he gets home, he's going to see his little furry this family member. This is breaking my heart. Yeah, there, there, well, there's like this little source of undying love. Yeah, and someone who's always just going to yeah. show you respect and love. Tanner, you know what's great about this is maybe because of this, you know, we're talking about Chester's life. Maybe um, somebody listening right now might go out and adopt a kitty cat or a puppy dog today, right I, now, I because of Chester. Do. Yeah, and maybe they'll name it Chester. That would make my heart so So warm. If there's anyone listening who's going to go out and get an animal in the next couple of days, and if you plan on naming it Chester, please let Tanner know, because it'd be be good for him to get through. Jenna, you okay over there? I'm just having a hard time because my cat's not doing good, and his cat passed away, and it just makes me really sad. Well, I know. That's all. We'll be right back. Let's 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 go have a little potty break, okay? Okay. Welcome to the show. The Fit Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. What have we learned today for Thursday, February 22nd, 2018? And wherever you are at home, at work, in the car, listening on the app, if you picked up something from today's show, please let us know. Here's what I got. I learned during the What Are You Kidding Me stories that a couple is suing their wedding photographer. Oh, wedding photographers, you better listen up. They're suing this guy for mainly taking photos of the bridesmaids' boobies and butts. Oh. <laughs> Not cool, dude. He wasn't looking out for the wedding album, was he? I don't know. Maybe he charges extra. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's getting really nasty. Drew, what about you? What have we learned today? I learned today during the uh, Why Today Doesn't Suck segment that today is the kind of the birthday of popcorn because 
Somehow they recorded that this is the day that the Native Americans introduced popcorn to, to the, the new settlers, to the pilgrims. Oral Redenbacher. <laughs> he might have been there. The guy was really old. It's Oral Redenbacher. The Native Americans brought the popcorn. The pilgrims brought the butter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ten of the millennial. <laughs> Uh, what did we learn today? I learned that Fitz caught one of his kids <laughs> vaping, and he wanted to tell parents, hey, you need to look through your kids' drawers That's because right. this has happened to high school kids everywhere. Uh, it was the, the ni- nicotine. Mm-hmm. Nicotine little vape cartridge, I found it. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just want to keep it real with everybody. Yeah. Uh, I busted my little kids, or high school kids anyway, and they get it from their friends at school, and I'm, I'm there is a... CSI investigation in progress, man. So I'm, go I'm, through your kids' rooms, yeah. pat them down. Pat them down. No drawer left unturned. Thank you, Jenna. You're welcome. What did we learn today, by the way? I learned that Tanner and Drew are officially living together, and wow. Tanner went out uh. into the kitchen, and Drew loves to eat avocado toast. I think so you bizarre. Should, I think you should phrase that. Tanner has moved into the house with Drew and his girlfriend. You made it sound a little weird. <laughs> you act like me and Drew are sharing a bed. Well, I mean. Are you guys ready to go public on Facebook yet? <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for the Friday show. Uh, my name's Fitz. I'm Drew. I'm Jenna. I'm Tanner the Millennial. Think big because you're thinking anyway. And who's better than you? Nobody. That's the end of today's professional broadcast of The Fit Show. Did you miss some of the show today? No worries. For all things fits and to check out today's PAB, the podcast after the broadcast, just go to followfits.com.